Yo, listeners, welcome to Tetsuo Tells a Story. I'm Tetsuo. Please enjoy this episode titled Six Scary Horror Stories. Now, let us begin. <laughs> Story 1 My story is from India. I was born a foreign service brat, born in Karachi, Pakistan. Apparently, I was a very outgoing, friendly child throughout our time in Pakistan and India, until the last few months before we moved to the United States. After that, I apparently became very shy and quiet. The reason, perhaps, was that I was visited by a strange apparition several nights throughout that period. My brother and I slept at night with our nanny in our room on the first floor of the house. Never able to sleep right away, I would spend the first hour or so in bed with my daydreams and such. One night, I felt pressure on the foot of my bed as if there was a cat there, slowly walking towards the head of the bed. We had cats and they normally slept upstairs with my mother. Thinking that when I come downstairs, I was pleased and I sat up. Well, it wasn't a cat. Instead, it was a small child about the size of a cat and it started crawling towards me on its hands and knees. It was white and softly glowing, as if it had its own light inside. It appeared to have a wide grin, which pleased me until I realized that it never changed his approach. There were no visible eyes, only holes. Frightened, I jumped up and I actually hit it with my blanket, screaming. <coughs> of course, everyone woke up and I finished the night with my nanny. I called this entity my little man and I was very afraid of him. He came back several times and I tried every night to get my nanny to let me sleep with her and sometimes she gave in. One night when she allowed me to sleep with her, I was sleeping in her bed with her between me and my bed across the room. I saw the thing appeared at the foot of my bed without me in it. It proceeded towards the head of the bed and it disappeared. I was glad not to be in my bed and was amazed that it would only come only to that bed with or without me. Sometime later, I was awakened by dreadful cries of baby, pitiful, mournful crying that made me feel sorry for whatever was in pain. I crawled to the edge of the bed and I saw the thing in a fetal position on the floor, apparently the source of this crying. Feeling sympathetic, I approached it and reached out to touch it, and right then and there it disappeared and I screamed. It never came back, but I have since been haunted by spirits in every home that I ever lived in. Story 2 My writing instructor, Mrs. Lee Rhodes, in Bangkok, also had a ghost story. 
she was a very practical Prussian woman. Not prone to fantastic stories at all, but she told us the story about how she purchased a large piece of property in Bangkok somewhere in the 1950s. The property was where the Bangkok Riding and the Polo Club was located, and that was when I was still attending. It was previously a farm filled with cattle, and it was owned by an Indian man. Obviously, he wasn't Hindu, and apparently he was a really spunky man and quite a character, but he was killed. The staff at the Riding Club complained constantly about a white ghost that would sit on top of one of the barns, laughing at them. Mrs. Rhodes dismissed the complaints. One day, her daughter Pookie was in one of the two covered riding rings that they had, looking towards the barn. She saw one of the groomers, an older Thai lady, dash out of the first barn towards her quarter, and a white thing chasing her. She ran to get her mother and then raced back to the woman's quarter. When they got there, they found the woman in a violent temper, speaking in an Indian dialect with a man's voice. The woman pushed past them and led them back to the barn, which was near a water canal. It took them several hours to find someone who could understand the language that she was speaking. But when they did, the spirits told him that he wanted his own spirit house just across the water canal. You may know that Thais construct special houses for the spirits, so the spirits won't haunt the houses. Mrs. Rhodes said that once the house was built, the spirits stopped bothering the staff. Story 3 this experience happened to me 25 years ago. The year was 1973, sometime in December, right after I finished my high school exams. My friends and I organized a trip to spend one night in Maxwell Hills, which is located near Taiping in Pira. It was a big group of about 30 people, and we were all young and very delighted and enthusiastic about this trip. We went up to the hill stations in groups of about 10 in Land Rovers. The trip took about 30 minutes. We had booked a bungalow called The Ness, and this bungalow was owned and ran by a Christian organization. One of my friends had connections with the church, and so he got the bungalow at a discounted rate. We played games right after dinner, and we had great fun together. All too soon, about 10 o'clock, the electricity was cut off. The hill station administration stops the generators every night at 10 o'clock. We have come equipped with candles and so the candles were lit. After some time, many went off to their respective rooms to sleep. The boys shared two rooms and the girls shared one. Because of the big group, some also slept in the hallways. I remember I was with three other people, two girls and a boy, and we were chatting late into the night with all candles lit in the hallway. At about 12 midnight, I excused myself to go to the bathroom. Just before leaving, I jokingly told my companions that I hope I don't meet a ghost. I distinctively remembered going into one of the rooms where the boys were sleeping 
and crossing the room to go to the toilet at the far end of the room. There was nothing sinister or ghostly and I did my business and left. I went back to the hall to resume my conversation with my companions. We only slept at about 3 o'clock that night. The next morning after breakfast about 11 in the morning, we were starting to clear up to leave. I was given the responsibility to check the rooms to make sure that we didn't leave anything behind. As I was checking the rooms, I remembered that out of all the rooms, only one had a bathroom. And in this room, the toilet was at the near end of the door where I went to last night. I was so confused and I checked and checked the rooms, but none of them had the toilet that I went to at the far end of the room, as if it didn't exist. Until today, 25 years later, I still cannot find the answer to this mystery. Which toilet did I use that night? Did I enter into a twilight zone in the house? I don't know, but it still puzzles me to this day. Story 4 So I was 7 when this happened, and my brother was 13. Me and my brother used to love watching paranormal activity and scary shows at night. We used to scare each other, taking inspiration from the shows and such. One time after binge watching a whole season of a scary show, we were getting ready for bed. He was brushing his teeth and I was waiting behind him so I can brush afterwards. We have a window in our bathroom that would open. This led to our backyard and we also didn't have an air conditioner in our bathroom. We would close it after we finished brushing our teeth. Well that night, while I was waiting for my turn to brush my teeth, I was sitting on the toilet lid, looking out of our open window. My brother was drying his face when we hear a loud crash outside. My brother and I look outside the window and we see a man. Mind you, my mom and dad were sitting in the living room. But the scary thing about it was that the man was mowing the lawn with a cross on his back. The man turned his face towards us, and I swear, my brother and I nearly passed out. The crazy thing is that it looked very similar to the supposed ghost that we saw on our show earlier. After that, we continue watching our scary shows and continue seeing this man in the most random of places in the house. Me and my brother are way older now, and we grew out of watching scary shows and the lawnmower dude never appeared again. But I'm still worked up about it. Story five. I was around 12 when this happened. My parents and I recently moved into an old house. It looks like it was built in the 1940s maybe. I'm not so good with this stuff, but it was old. This happened around the time I started middle school, and I always had weird feelings about it. Like, as if there was an extra person in the house walking around, doing their business, even though I'm an only child. There were creaks all around, and at any time of the day, either in the middle of the day 
or to the knights, you can always hear them. They were particularly noticeable in the hallway just before the stairwell. I never brought any of my friends over because I always felt uncomfortable with it. One night as I was home alone because my parents were out for the 15th wedding anniversary, I was sitting by myself in the den watching a movie and eating ice cream on the couch. After the movie ended, I turned off the TV. I started hearing the creaking from the hallway behind me. It was dark and the creaking got quicker and more aggressive. Something had to be causing it. I felt my blood run cold and my skin pricked as I stood up from the couch and I started walking towards the hallway. With the little light that had been coming from the moon, I could make out someone, a lady, hunched over with long hair, pacing back and forth in front of the staircase. (laughs) My voice was gone for a minute, and then I screamed. I screamed so loud I fell over, and I started crawling backwards. I pushed myself up and I hit the light switch and I grabbed a cushion from the couch as a weapon. I turned back and the lady was gone. I sat on the couch for an hour until my parents came home. I never saw her again. We've since moved and I went away for college, but I'm still afraid that one night I'll find her. And she'll stop pacing and turn towards me. Story 6 I used to work at a small art gallery, like, smaller than you'd imagine. I would work at the front desk and just greet people when they walked in. I would engage with them if they seemed like they wanted someone to talk to about the history of the artwork. I usually have someone else at the table with me, but on this occasion, I was working alone. One night just before 7pm when I had to close, an elderly man came in, very old-fashioned, almost tattered looking suit came in, using a cane to support himself. I welcomed him in and he waved silently before proceeding to the gallery behind me. There was no one else at the table and I thought he wanted to be left alone. So I didn't follow him to the gallery to talk about the art. Something about his face seemed very pained. About 10 minutes passed and it was getting closer to 7. I wondered if the old man was still looking at the art. I didn't want to have to tell him to leave and I hoped he would leave on his own accord. Just before I got up from my chair, I heard a terrifyingly loud, unearthly scream from the gallery behind me. Ah! I shook for what I felt like a while, and then I got up and bolted to the gallery. I looked around and nobody was there. There was nowhere this old man could have hid or ran from, and between the time I heard the scream and the time I got up. I checked every corner, 
I then locked the door and checked the bathrooms and the way back, just in case. He was nowhere to be found. After about 10 minutes of checking again and again, I assumed maybe he went out the back door somehow, even though I would have heard the door open and shut. I then went ahead and shut off all the lights and went to bring down the gates. But as soon as I locked it, I heard a whimper. I look up and I saw the man behind the gate and he was crying. Would you like to know a secret? You're already dead. <laughs> I was so scared. I shook with fear and I closed my eyes. And when I opened them, he was gone. I've been terrified of that memory ever since. Though, the old man never did return to the art gallery. Thanks everyone for making it to the end of this episode. Please let me know if there is a specific type of story you want to listen to. Now, if you enjoyed this story, please remember to like, share, and subscribe to Tetsuo Tells a Story. Do you have a story to tell? Let me know and I can read it to the world. See you in the next episode. Thanks.